I, I think that um, the level of quality for VR and the fact that it's tetherless or need tetherless is the jump that we needed for VR. And I, again, personally think that we, we can have something that's as easy to wear as um, just regular sunglasses. Um, that would open up like the, the uh, wide use cases around the world and there are crazy use cases. Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. This episode is powered by J Ventures, a community-driven VC fund in Silicon Valley in partnership with Lomitech and sponsored by Homeward Ventures, Hippo Insurance, Upwest, Hillel at Stanford, Leap, and Birthright Excel. Hello and welcome to another episode of 20 Minute Leaders. Today, I'm going to talk to Gilad Talmon, the CEO of Tetavi. Gilad Talmon is 46 and is married to Gali and the father to Zoe and Hili. He has been a gamer since the early 80s, and that is why he shifted from a 20-year-long career in defense, aerospace, and cyber to immersive media. Gilad has senior management experience in both a startup and corporate setting, spanning a variety of technological disciplines. Gilad is the CEO of Tetavi, a pioneering immersive social entertainment for consumers and professionals by introducing volumetric video to the masses and shaping the future of the metaverse. Gilad Talmon, Tetavi, welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. How are you? I'm fine, I'm fine. How are you? Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to talk about gaming, sci-fi, metaverse, entertainment, uh, so much cool stuff that is happening that I know so little about. So this is going to be one of those episodes that I'm just going to look back on and, and I'm so excited for it. Um, thank you very, very much for joining me. Today you're running Tetavi. You, you have such an interesting background, you know, not, not coming from the traditional route into the gaming world. And so I'd love to hear a little bit about your journey, but, and then hear about, you know, how you perceive, you know, metaverse and gaming in today's world and, and where we're headed. So Gilad, tell me a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your upbringing and how you've entered into this world of gaming. So actually, for the, the transition into gaming for me was pretty much natural um, because I've always been a gamer. Uh, the, most of the rest of the things that I did during my career were far, far less natural for me, at least. Um, I, I joined Tetavi about three and a half years ago. I'm not one of the founders. I'm the CEO. Uh, mm -hmm. One of the founders is one of my best friends. And um, it, it's funny. It started because I'm a geek. Um <laughs> We, uh, we have this uh, game night that we do every Thursday, uh, board games, and we've been doing it for ages. Um, and I was working for a cybersecurity company as kind of the CRO, um, and Micha, the, the co-founder of CTO, um, we were talking about what he's doing with the company, and he told me about what they're doing, and he said, you know, you should come over and, and see what we're doing because you like it. He knows that I'm a gamer. He's a gamer as well. Um, and we were actually looking for a CEO, for a CEO, and I immediately told him not interested. And he said, "What do you care? Come." Um, and then I, I come to the company. It was still in the Kodak building. Uh, like there were two algorithm designers, one programmer, and, and Micha, pretty much, uh, who kind of ran R and D. And he shows me this demo of him dancing. He's an awful dancer, really, really awful but him dancing in, in 3D on the computer. And I go like, how did you do that? And then he, he walks me through it. And I told him, well, I'm in. <laughs> no brainer. Um, this is well, pretty well, much- Tell me a little bit about that moment that made you 
stop and say, I'm in? Because I'm always curious about those moments. You're working on something, you know, that's, that's the world that you're in. And all of a sudden you're exposed to something else and you're saying, you know what, I, I want to be doing this. So I, I, again, it goes back to my background. Um, think about it. I'm, I'm 46. Um, my father was one of the first computers and engineers in Israel, uh, way, way, way back in the uh, late 60s, um, early 70s. He designed the computer architecture, the software architecture for the Air Force. Um, so I've had computers <laughs> wow. around me all the time. And when I started gaming, it was still the, you know, the text, you enter a room, blah, blah. And then you needed to guess what the right keywords are in order to progress and then move through, um, entering into 2D games and then the first 3D games, et cetera, et cetera. And, and, and I game up till now. I, I, <laughs> I need to send hate mail to somebody who just introduced me to the new Amazon game, uh, the new world, because I spent the last two days uh, awake until 3 a.m. playing it. Um, wow. Because that's the free time that I have. No, part of it <laughs> yeah. is research work, okay? Or at least that's what I told my wife. Um, but, um, no, seriously. Uh, Think about when I grew up, then we had Star Trek and Star Wars and, and yeah. a lot of these, it's around the holodeck and around the interface, you know, the Princess Leah hologram, how they communicate yeah. and how you can create this sense of intimacy and communication. And, and also gaming, gaming really progresses towards the, the place where it's starting to be the social space that can connect Everyone, I, I remember when we were used to we used to do World of Warcraft, and we had our own guild in World of Warcraft. The cutoff uh, age was around thirty. Uh, in the beginning, we didn't even have voice over IP. Voice over IP wow. came in, um, you know, during the time that we were playing, like imagine the the middle of where the guild was at its uh, height. We had a few hundred players from all around the world. It, it got to the point where we socialized so much. And think about it again, in the beginning, no voice over IP. It was all shorthand um, texting right. and emotes. Right. We actually had a gathering of some of the guild members in Ireland meeting, and we set up this um, local computer network so we could all link in together and, and play actually, when wow. we in the real world. And it, it became this kind of social circle. I still have, you know, I maintain relations mainly over Facebook with, with some of the people we were playing with then. And then when I see my daughters now, uh, I have a 10-year-old and a 15-year-old, and the amount of time that they spent not so much gaming, mainly in Roblox and, and Minecraft, but just socializing with friends all over the world, it's nuts. Um, that's what I saw. That was the aha moment. I, I had like a flashback into specifically the holodeck. That's not because uh, of me. I, I, I don't take credit. Our VPR and D is also a huge uh, trekkie. So a lot of our demos, we put a kind of holodeck uh, style environment where we show our, um, our captures. Um, because really, for me, I don't even remember if it was before or after I joined Tetevie. Did you have a chance to see the, the Netflix show that they did with the, with the, the books around uh, Altered Carbon? Yes, uh, yes, I did. So he walks there in the street, and then you see that he's starting to get these really yeah. in-your-face commercials where yes. they're all AR, and the, the half of the world is AR or projected holograms, and he can then start decluttering and yeah. removing, yeah. you know, maintaining some information, removing other information, communicate fewer. AR. I really, really believe that if you look at the way that kind of science fiction uh, um, 
put it together even 20, 30 years ago and the way the tech is progressing, we're heading in that direction. Uh, kind of what, what is stopping us? So, so as you're, you know, I think that one of, one of the questions that I always have, because obviously, you know, there's a lot of excitement around it and we're seeing a lot of people working on this and we're seeing sci-fi movies talking about this for quite some time. What, why are we not advancing as quickly as, as, as we'd like? Is it the technology? Is it the consumer side? Is it the regulations? I don't, regulations will probably kick in when we actually start getting it. Um, as always, regulation will follow and not lead. Uh, and I think that it's fine. Don't take me the wrong way. I, I think that regulations should follow and not lead. Um, well, unless you know, right. Russia. Um, <laughs> but um, there are two issues. Some of them are getting solved. The first issue is communication. This takes, you need to overhaul like huge chunks of data. And in a, in a, in a sense, both 5G edge computing and what's happening in the cloud is, will pretty much solve that. The second thing is the viewing devices. The, the viewing devices, although we're, we're seeing a big progress in viewing devices, we're so far off from the holodeck uh, experience. So even Alter Carbon, uh, just wearing uh, eye contacts, um, yeah. which make all of this seamless, that it, it's still clunky. Where do you see it really shine? In, in the gaming world. The gaming world, uh, people are used to the 3D language over 2D screens. People are used to sitting in front of the computer and immersing themselves. And that's why I think, again, my personal opinion, opinion um, uh, games like Fortnite, Roblox, uh, Minecraft are so successful. And um, the, the immersive performances that, that you saw, whether it's Ariana Grande or Travis Scott or Lynn Nas was so successful. It's, it's a language that people like us who, who grew in a gamified world and uh, were gamers or uh, especially kids like my, my daughter that, you know, they never knew another world, um, right. like playing in the yard with, um, uh, peach seeds. Um, the language is much more natural to them. When we get the viewing devices that are more comfortable, I think that uh, that's like the missing piece. And we're getting there. Okay. There are companies like Mojovision who are developing the eye lenses. Uh, I think that uh, the Quest 2, especially, yep. was a huge leap. Um, before Quest 2, uh, even for me personally, as a, as a very, again, I'm an early adopter, geek, love technology in any shape, way, or form. Our house is, again, <laughs> I hope my wife doesn't hear this <laughs> ever, uh, full of useless gadgets and toys. There's an I told you so somewhere in, in my future there. Um, and uh, uh, I, I couldn't, like, I tried a lot of the VR stuff and I could never go back to them. The first set wow. that I could really go back to is the quest two and right. we're seeing more and more and more of these sets coming out. I had a chance to, uh, try and enjoy the, um, valve, uh, the, uh, I forgot the name, but, uh, the, the new one that they have with the 144 Hertz, that's amazing. Wow. And I can't wait to see what the next generation for Microsoft is and, um, what the next generation of the AR and what the next generation of uh, the Facebook is, uh, the Oculus is and what the next generation of the Apple is, although they're not officially announcing it, they're right. uh, leaking it like crazy. Um, because I, I think that um, the level of quality for VR and the fact that it's tetherless or near tetherless is the jump that we needed for VR. And I, again, personally think that we, we can have something that's as easy to wear as um, just regular sunglasses. Um, right. That would open up like the, the uh, wide use cases around the world. And there are crazy use cases. Everything from so, yeah, art to ahead. performances 
to uh, advertisement to uh, uh, just things. Somebody told me it's not it's not my idea, so I'm, I'm quoting somebody, but I admit and I apologize to whomever that was that I don't remember, so I can't give credit, but again, it's not mine. Um, the combination of AR, 5G, and glasses that you can actually wear or something that is wearable can make all of us superhuman. Think about you, and we just had this case here in our street. Somebody got uh, cardiac arrest in the middle of the street. Uh, he sadly passed away, uh, but they were uh, resuscitating him for about an hour. Um, think about being able to access immediately in AR everything that you need to do in this type of curse. Just you get it full volumetric, see exactly how to, to do resuscitation, how to use it. The use cases can really, really augment human capabilities. And that's the real potential. Gaming is fun. And again, I love gaming, but the potential of metaverse in the sense of a layered reality from AR to VR through gamified environments is huge. I, I love that perspective. I love the perspective that you bring that it's not just, you know, you were looking, we're entering this conversation from a gaming and entertainment perspective, but, but the, the fact that, you know, we're actually entering a new, a new era of the way that we communicate with the world and the way that we experience the world. And it actually has some, you know, un, you know, benefits that we, that are, that are not the ones that are making the headlines. Right. And these are, but these are obviously things that we should be cognizant of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How um, ways changed our life in, in navigating. I, I still remember the time when you traveled abroad and you either had, uh, you, you needed to buy GPS preloaded, <laughs> and even before that, you needed to have right. the maps and actually know where you're driving. Think about what will happen when you don't really need ways because everything is superimposed. You'll need to go somewhere and like uh, in a game, like in um, you know GTA or something, you'll just have it marked on your reality. And you get the cluttering mm -hmm. in and out. So you don't have to have it there. Um, and it can give you recommendations because it knows what you want. And it can um, just think uh, it's um, an idea that my daughter had. Uh, we're talking about some applications where we'll, we'll enable people, just any consumer, to, to generate um, volumetric video. Okay, anyone. It won't require the professional system. Anyone can do it. Not exactly how exactly it doesn't matter, but anyone could do it. So my daughter said, now with COVID, imagine we could have done a greeting where, uh, you know, my wife and I and daughters and my brother and his wife and his kids um, just build an AR greeting for my parents, you know, their birthday or their, you know, um, marriage um, uh, anniversary. And they could have all of us give it to them in their living room. You, you can do that. There's so much around it with, again, I mean, it's not just for greetings. I mean, today, the loneliness epidemic is one of the is one of the, you know, worst epidemics that there are. We know we talk a lot about COVID, but when we're talking about socializing, and and the need pre, even pre-COVID, it's it's incredible. And and the solu solutions like this can completely change the way that we interact with each other and allow us to interact with family members that are overseas for people that don't have the ability to get out and come to events like weddings and bar mitzvahs. I mean, the the, the possibilities are endless. Yeah. So uh, just two examples in, in that respect. Yeah. And um, I think that uh, again now I know whom I'm quoting. So uh, Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> said that you know th this gives you a sense of presence. Because something that's lacking in, in this type of communication with both of us in 2D um, is um, it's, it's a much more uh, personalized way of communication because I can see how you react to what I say and it's, you still get some body language, but it's, it's not, not as if you're here. Something that 
uh, VR and AR have the potential of creating is really a sense of presence of me being in the room. We did this project with the um, uh, office of the president, Ruby Rivlin, where he gave greetings, uh, well, it was already a couple of years ago for um, uh, Israeli Independence Day. And they got really, really good reactions because he finished, it was in AR and you can bring him into your living room. And he gave this like, I can't bring you into my living room because of COVID. So I'm coming to you, blah, blah. And then um, at the end, he said, well, let's kind of, you know, do a picture together. And they got thousands and thousands and thousands of pictures with you know, just kids and family members and entire family, you know, uploaded to, to their website. And wow. um, it, because it brings a sense of presence. And the second thing that it, it can, it really has the potential of doing, and it's something that started already. And again, I always like to give my uh, daughters as examples because, you know, they live this space. They're I, I just it, yes. 20 something years younger. Um, and with access to all of these gadgets, uh, you know, when I could, when I actually had the time to use them, um, and not at 3 a.m., uh, she has, she's part of a fan club for Stranger Things. And before COVID, we went to StrangerCon in London. Um, and she has, like, she's part of the international club. She has friends all, all over the world. They wow. meet in they're, they're so socialized and they meet in Roblox all the time and they meet and speak and they talk and they're friends that last Christmas Hanukkah, they had a secret Santa global through Amazon. Wow. Is for somebody like me, when we wanted to communicate with the world, and again, it's not that I'm ancient, I'm 46, like I'm ancient-ish. Uh, I wasn't held in dinosaurs, but, you know, I saw some of them before they died. But uh, we needed to have, we had this thing with uh, radios, AM radios, where one of our classmates had this radio. And if you wanted to communicate with people around the world, you'd go and it had this huge antenna and you started getting your call sign around, hoping somebody would pick it up. Wow. They meet on a regular basis. Kids from the U.S., Japan, Europe, Israel, Middle East, around the Middle East, with a common interest, and they play with Amazon. It's nuts. How do you and perceive this relationship that they're forming in comparison to the relationships that you knew growing up and you know today? I think it has disadvantages and advantages, and I'll tell you why. Uh, specifically, both of my daughters are, are very like friendly, so they have their own social circle here in Israel as well, so they meet with friends and they go out, etc. It's not just they don't sit in the same room texting each other. Um, and then I think that it's mainly positive. There are the dangers of the internet, etc. And, you know, we, the big one is already responsible and is very socialized into it. For the young one, we, we do some more monitoring. But I think that it gives them exposure to different cultures and different people right. in a way that we just didn't have. Uh, we, again, my generation, uh, if you didn't relocate abroad with your family, uh, got exposure to other culture through TV. But right. you didn't really meet the people behind it. Uh, Zoe knows, knows personally, people from all around the world. She knows the dilemmas of kids her age, again, in the, the Middle East, Europe, Africa, uh, the US. She communicates with them on a, on a regular basis. And I think that it's very, in the long run, again, talking about the benefits of kind of metaverse and where uh, the sense of presence can bring us and, and how, how much of a unifying um, inclusive experience it can be, I think the potential is huge. Talking about regulation, not government regulation, I think that it is important, though, uh, to make sure that it doesn't become toxic. Um, right. And I was very, very pleasantly surprised, and still am, uh, on how inclusive it is, uh, or how inclusive the, the Zoe's experience is, and how 
um, and how much of an educational experience it is for her. Because again, it's there's a tipping point where uh, when you're far away, uh, especially you know all of these uh, WhatsApp groups, etc., they, they can become really toxic. I think that part of it again is the sense of presence. The fact that you're with the kids there and it's a community, there's repetitiveness, uh, you're there in the virtual environment, it's still your avatar, hopefully again in the future it won't be your avatar, right. it will be you, but it's still your avatar and it's still a community and it has its rules and uh, so it works kind of like the uh, schoolyard, just in a virtual sense. Um, again, for it. me, the experience that we had is amazing. I think it's a literal glimpse into the future and the fact that we're actually trying to enable some of that future. For me, it's very satisfying. I, um, somebody, we're recruiting somebody now uh, for a senior position. We're, we're growing after the next round, so we're recruiting the staff in uh, um, the executive business staff in the U.S. So uh, one of the um, guys, when I spoke with him, he's going to come from corporate. He asked me if I'm having fun. And it got me thinking, yes, I am having fun, loads of fun. Fun in levels that I never had when I was working corporate. Not because I, I like the people that I work with. Some of them are some of my best friends until now. But it's it's so different. It's being immersed in something that I've been dreaming about since I was a young kid. And wow. for me, it's like uh, being uh, you know a kid in a candy store. I love it. I just love it. And and Gilad, thank you so much for for taking the time to share this with me. There, there's so much more that that I wish to talk to you about. Uh, so I'm already booking you for another episode that is going to be specifically about Tetovi because we didn't talk really about the 3D presence and the incredible things that you're doing there. But I just loved loved hearing your perspective and really, you know, your excitement into this whole new world that we're venturing into. You know, we're so occupied with the world that we're in and we're forgetting that, you know, our children, our grandchildren are going to be experiencing a whole different world. Yeah. And I think it's time to think a little bit more critically about what the world is going to look like and, and the values that are going to be there. And and adopt it and not and not fight it. So Gilad, thank you very very much. I appreciate your time and uh, stay you. safe and stay healthy. Thank you very much. You as well. 